Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. Good morning. And you're now tuned in to Ministers Talking Shit. I'm your host today, Rev Z. My co-host, Rev Briz, is out and about getting things done. And so we are here today to see what's going on in the world. And first and foremost, before we get too far in anything, let's send our prayers, our energy. And if we have... Um, the wherewithal, some money, and even if you can, if you can go down and help do some relief. Um, let's let's send some stuff down to Florida, and uh, let's be aware for all those that are in Georgia and South Carolina and North Carolina and wherever this Hurricane Ian goes, let's, uh, let's get together and, and make sure that we can help support those that are in harm's way and those that have, uh, you know, suffered loss. Um, we haven't heard anything about casualties or much about casualties. So let's let's hope that that's a low number, you know, so we, let's just keep them in our prayers um, so that we know that they are they are safe and that they are sound and that they get through this. Um, and, and just speaking of this storm, I mean, wow, did I, you know, I'm kind of a weather junkie, so I was tuned in a bit and, you know, this storm was 250 miles wide. I mean, that's massive. When you think about it, the state of Florida from the top to the bottom, um, uh, is only 500 miles. Um, if you, you know, and, and to think that this storm was, was almost half the size of Florida is, is, is pretty, pretty gnarly, you know? And so, Hey, we, uh, we, we have to become aware of, of, of the situations of, of these storms and, and um, all these different weather events and get out of the way when they come through, you know, we have to make sure that we're prepared. And then when they say leave, we leave, even, even if we, you know, think that we shouldn't or we've gone through one you know you don't know which one is going to be the one as they say so uh yeah so we continue to keep our eye on the storm and uh and and send our prayers and money and help and everything to them now another thing is happening today that is is historic and that is uh, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson will make history again today as the Supreme Court is set to hold the investigative ceremony for the first black woman on the bench. Now, that's historic because it is going to continue, I believe, to, you know, create this, this picture that 
that we live in a world that is integrated and diverse and that it has to be that way because if it's not, we run into to problems, right? We look at we look at the, the diversity of any environment or any ecosystem and any scientist will tell you the more diverse that environment is, the stronger, the more healthier, the more ability it has to adapt to uh, different situations. And so that's what we're looking for. We're looking for an environment where, where we have everybody doing their thing, right? And so by this ceremony that will officially, you know, invested her on the bench and, uh, you know, to allow us to continue to include everybody, get different perspective on things, and to work as one uh, is going to be great. And, and of course, you know, uh, no African-American woman had ever participated in this rite of passage, if you will. Um, and so it's going to really, really, really be uh, something special, something really special. And so for those, I'm not sure, I haven't seen anything, it, uh, whether they're going to um, make it public or not, but if anybody knows anything and, uh, and, and can shoot a time across or, or, or let us know, we can put that out there if they're going to have the ceremony so we can see it. If not, obviously, they'll have some news clips because it'll be, it'll be historic. It'll be historic. Um, and, you know, when we think about justice, as we look at these Supreme Court justices, what does justice look like to you? I mean, that's that's a real question that we all have to answer. And depending what that is, we have to see how we want to engage in justice. You know, what does justice look like? Um, I, 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 you know, I mean, I could give you a bunch of pontifications here and, and justice does not necessarily mean equal. Although a lot of people assume that justice mean equal, uh, there's no way I'm going to be equal to Shaq uh, at seven, whatever he is and five, six, barely as me. I'm, I'm not equal to Shaq, but I, but, 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 but justice can be metered or given out or, or implemented for both of us. And so when we begin to look at justice, what the Supreme Court is, is doing and what their charge is, their charge is to be impartial, to look at the laws, to look at the um, statutes and things that we have in place to ensure that the laws are applied equally we can say equally here meaning that we don't take away one thing or start reading uh or omitting things to others i mean and we know that from a justice standpoint we we, we know that we've seen it over and over again two individuals relatively the same except for their color or their ethnicity or maybe their sexual orientation or maybe you know, they're from a, they're an immigrant. Two crimes, if you will, very similar, if not identical circumstances. 
and the consequences of each one is different. The sentences are not the same. Um, and so we, you know, we this is where we begin to look at the legal system, the justice system, and why we want good legal minds, good uh, consciousness, uh, and and great, um, you know, interaction with the total community to sit on these benches that we have, so that they can they can do what they've been hired to do, which is to be justices, right? So so we, we, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to that. And, um, you know, I don't know if any of you have seen this. Now, we, you know, this is something we, we're looking to send the, the astronauts up to the moon. Well, the rocket up to the moon, because they'll have um, mannequins as the, as the actual pilots. But, you know, the test flight for the moon has has uh, been delayed several times now. Um, and so now one of the things that's coming back around is, is space junk, right? Um, although this one is supposed to come back, uh, you know, there are a lot of satellites and things like that that are no longer in service that we need to get them out of the sky. We need to figure out a way uh, to decrease the amount of space garbage that's in Earth orbit. Because if they fall down and, and we're unable to, you know, blast them out of the sky, which is one of the options that they're looking at, we're going to be, um, we might be in for some interesting stuff, you know, because we got all kinds of satellites. The FCC announced that in a new ruling on Thursday, that a five-year time limit is far shorter than the long-range rule of 25 years of, of allowing these things to, to circulate. Um, and some people say that that's too lax, right? But the goal, the goal of this rule is to prevent the dangerous proliferation of all of this space stuff and debris in the space. You know, because the... One of the reasons you can log on to this program and tap in is satellite, right? One of the reasons that you can plug in something on your cell phone and get from one place to the other is satellite. And so as we continue to go from 4G to 5G and, you know, I'm assuming uh, if we go numerical, 6G will be the next one. This, this requires us to send more and more sophisticated satellites into the into the atmosphere, um, and there's no way to replace the old one, right? You can't just say, okay, I'm going to send this other one up, and it's going to trigger the other one to come down, right? Um, and so, you know, right now, there's an estimate that there are more than 100 million pieces, 100 million pieces of space junk traveling uncontrolled throughout our orbit, ranging in the size from, you know, as small as a penny to a rocket booster, right? And, 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 and you know, you say, oh, well, a penny to a We know that, you know, we've seen the stories, right? If you're on the tall building like the Empire State Building and you drop a penny off of that building, if it hits someone in the head, uh, that's a problem, right? That is a problem because someone 
is going to be killed. So we have that same thing when we have um, these space objects falling out of the sky and coming into our atmosphere. Luckily, I don't think we've had any real issues so far uh, with any deaths or with anything like that, but definitely the possibility is there, right? Uh, and we, you know, we're all concerned. You, just the other day, they they had the 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 rocket blast into, and I haven't seen the news back on that one either. So if anybody uh, has an update on that, that'd be great information. Where they propel the rocket into an asteroid, trying to see if they have the ability or they know the science to reposition or, 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 you know, change the trajectory of the asteroid if it's coming towards Earth. And so uh, I'll have to follow up on that because I'm not sure how successful it was or, you know, what the outcome was, but for sure it's something of concern or other, they, other than that, they wouldn't be, um, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be doing it right? That they're not doing this for fun, right? Because there's billions of dollars um, that is being blasted into the sky. And, and this is, this is a one shot deal. This is a one shot deal. So, um, you know, that's how we're moving in the space age, right? And, and, and speaking of that, you know, the scientific space age, I don't know if any of you seen this. Here's a, here's a, this was a great story. Again, it's a it's a one and done throwaway kind of a um, object, but it was great. They've now created, you know, the, it happened as a, because of Ian. They they were trying to now get better readings of of the hurricanes and the wind speed and everything, uh, and and as we know. They still do, but previously the, the biggest haul on that was pilots flying airplanes into the eye of the storm and dropping beacons to figure out what the wind speed is and how much dew pressure is and, and all these different elements that they need to, um, you know, predict the storm, how what the speed is and where it's going. But now they've developed a drone, and I forget the price of the drone, but they've developed a drone. One time, you can drop it out. You still got to go up in the airplane, but you can drop the drone. The drone opens up and goes down and gets really, I think they said, like within 10,000 feet of the Earth's surface. And at that range, they can pick up a whole manner of, uh, of information about the storm that they're not going to get in the plane. And so uh, I'm waiting to see what that looks like on this trip because they, they dropped it down. And so I'm waiting to see what that looks like for, uh, for the current storm, because it is, I mean, it, it, this thing may hit landfall three different times, they said. And so the better able, the better we're able to, um, 
predict these storms and give better information and accurate information, the more lives we're going to save, the more property potentially we'll be able to save. Um, and so we, we, we continue. So, you know, the, the, the space junk and, and, and Ian, you know, there's some, there's some synergy there when we begin to take that, that technology and use it other than, um, exploration in space. Yeah. 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 So it, uh, it's going to be, it, it's going to be, and, and, you know, I was talking with a friend the other day. We still got about five weeks of hurricane season left. Uh, and someone was commenting that they saw a couple of them coming off the coast now heading this way. One looks very similar to the path that Ian, but of course we're way ahead of the game here. And so we have to let's, let's hope that we can blow that away with our minds and, and not have that come through and not have that come through. But I think the biggest story for me of the week is that the Biden administration has scaled back the eligibility for its student loan forgiveness program. They scaled it back because of the uh, filibuster or, 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 or the attacks um, by the Republicans. So they've scaled this loan program back uh, uh, on Thursday um, and, and, and that happened on the same day that six Republican-led states sued in an effort to block the plan from taking effect. Now, they say it's going to affect about, I don't know, 700,000 borrowers whose federal loans are, are guaranteed by the government but held by a private lender. Those will not be excluded. Those will not be excluded for relief for the debt relief, according to the administration. Now, we hadn't got all of the uh, particulars on the first plan. So and that was supposed to happen in October so that they could get everything in place by December so that the fiscal year could be you know, clean in terms of what the debt write off was and so forth. But now I'm wondering given this new loan exemption wrinkle, when will that take place? Haven't seen that. Um, and so, uh, according, you know, according to the administration, they are going to basically a million people won't be eligible for their student loan anymore, relief anymore. And now the lawsuits are coming in too. So I, you know, I, I I'm hoping that they don't, slash at it anymore. Now, some people may not agree with the federal loan forgiveness. Uh, and I mean, we can make a point counterpoint, but I'll tell you this. Uh, when you look at young people today who are graduating with the average amount of student debt at 30,000, I think was the last I heard. And that's private schools, state schools, all of them it makes it very difficult for young people to get a foothold in the economy. It makes it very difficult for them to, to become a, 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 a producing citizen, if you will, because most of them are not in the fields where they're going to make enough money to pay rent, 
and utilities and transportation and begin to pay a $30,000 debt at the same time. Now, yes, it's, it's a real problem, right? It's a real problem because we don't want people borrowing money and not paying it back because the lenders, you know, they have obligations too. So, so we're in this conundrum, right, where we have to begin to look at this trifecta. We got to look at the cost of schools. We got to look at the, 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 the pay for graduating seniors and, and, and how to raise that up and how to, how to reduce the rent cost. I mean, it's, it's a complex issue, right? No one's saying it's easy. But at this moment in time, you know, we're going to have a, a, a group of young people who are not fully engaged in the society because they can't, because they can't. And so we're, we're looking at these little short-term problems that may happen, but long range, it doesn't seem that we're looking at that. So long range, these young people who are choosing not to go to school because they don't want to handle the debt, but they're not also taking up a trade or, or, or doing some other things to gain skills. So now we're going to have a, a big cadre of individuals that are undereducated, that are underpaid or not paid at all, which will begin to create some serious problems, strains on systems, uh, not to mention how it's going to affect uh, children. You know, if these young people have children or, and, and, how is all that going to work? How is all that going to work? And so it, it's going to be interesting to see because, in, you know, in addition to the, the, the state that all the six Republican states that were doing the suing, there, uh, there's a couple more trying to stop the plan altogether, as I understand it. You know, um, a federal court in Missouri by the state attorney general from Missouri, I think Missouri, Arizona, uh, no, Arkansas, Kansas, Nebraska, and South Carolina, as well as someone from uh, uh, Iowa, uh, uh, are trying to get this thing thrown out. Trying to get it thrown out. And and and, you know. I hate to give you this number. I mean, the prevailing number, the White House has also announced on Thursday that the overall cost of the program will be about $379 billion. Yeah, $379 billion. That's a big number. That is a big number. But when we bailed out the banks, I'm not sure what that was, but you know, we did it. When we bailed out the the the, the auto industry, we did it. Uh, and those are corporations. We're talking about individual lives here, not corporations. And so if we can bail out corporations that are making billions of dollars, then we ought to be able to figure out how we can help individuals in our society to be uh, more whole, more productive, 
You know, because if they don't pay that school loan, what are they going to do with it? They're going to they're going to pay down maybe some credit card debt, right? They're going they're going to go buy a new car. They're going to go buy a house, which again will become money that's circulating in the economy. Be money that's circulating in the economy. So let's let's follow this. Let's follow this and let's and let's have some conversations about it. I mean, you know, I think we definitely have to figure out ways to keep our young people educated and employed and give them financial education so that they learn how to manage their money, learn how to manage their assets. And, you know, even before they get in school, so they, I mean, school is expensive and you may have to take some loans, but then you kind of work around that. I don't think our young people have the financial education to understand all of this, really. Not all of them. Those who are going into finance, maybe, or going into accounting or into business may have a sense of uh, this, but not really sure if everybody does, you know, not really sure if everybody does. So, uh, wow, I see here that I have not given honor to all of our donations. So let me just take a pause for the cause and 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 to some very, very deserving thanks. And, and we'll be right back in one moment. Just hold tight. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, for your continued support. Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome Ohm Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor. And a big shout out to all our committed donors. Yes, yes, yes. We want to thank all those donors, and you too can have your name placed on that list by uh, donating through a monthly tithe. It makes it easy. It gives us a continual support. You can go to www.ntmedia.org and hit the donate button, and uh, you know we'll be there. We'll be there because this program, Ministers Talking Shit, happens every Friday at seven o'clock. And we kind of look at some of the things that's going on in the world. And, and my co-host is not here with me today, Reverend Briz. He's out on the road. But 
If there's any conversations that you'd like to have, any points that you'd like to cover or hear us talk about in terms of anything that's going on in the world, send it in to www. I meant to uh, info at www.newthoughtmedia.com and 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 we'll 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 do it. I'll drop it in the chat. But we look forward to having engaging conversations to raise our level of understanding and to raise our consciousness. And so, you know, as we look at these things that we talked about today, the, the sitting of the, the actual installation of the new judge and, and you know, space junk and storms and, and, you know, loan program forgiveness. When we look at that, we begin to understand that we have to have these conversations. We have to have these talking points. Because we live in a complex world and we need to be able to talk through issues and find solutions and learn from each other on how to make this a world that works for all. So that's our, that's, that's our goal. Our goal is to have conversations that are courageous so that we learn, we understand, and most of all, we act. And so with that, We'll see you next Friday. My co-host will be back with me, and we look forward to seeing you here. So tell a friend to tell another friend to come and join us next Friday, 7 o'clock for Ministers Talking Shit. Have a wonderful day. Peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings. <laughs>